Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape dot network. Join myself... Derek Krenevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on Geekscape.net. It's going to be an exciting episode because we are, first of all, kicking off with what was my childhood favorite Weird Al release. I don't know if it still will be or not, but at this time, uh, it it is. And Certainly also, one of his most celebrated records. For sure. Yeah. And we have our first return guest on oh. the show, uh, which is equally exciting. And we will get to him in just a second. But I do have to ask you. Yeah. What are what is what is your memories or connections with the Dare to Be Stupid album to begin with before we dive into the the full thing? So this is another one like, you know, I came to this a little bit late. Like we were saying, like at the start of my time with Al, I was on all those compilations and best ofs and the food album and the TV album and stuff. So I would have heard this, you know, it's funny. I probably first heard this track on the um the VHS of his music videos. 100%. The yes. same for I me. I think that's where I would have first heard Like a Surgeon. And then the rest of this record is sort of a mixed bag. I, I couldn't even tell you when I first heard like the album in full. Okay. Because it definitely came a little bit later for me. I was late to Al's albums. I mean, I listened to what I could and that was what I could. That was what was yeah. at Sam Goody when I went this, to get his stuff. This was probably the second or third album of his that I heard. Obviously, yeah. I started with Bad Hair Day. And then like you said, like I found that video, that VHS tape of all of his music videos yeah. And so many songs I liked were on Dare to be Stupid that it became pretty much like a destination record for me right away. Yes. Usually in the beginning when we're doing the first track, we'll do a full breakdown also of like the recording 
of the album, but I don't want our guests to be sitting in the wings for like 10 minutes waiting for that. So let's bring <laughs> on Chris Fafalios right now. Chris, welcome back as our first return guest on Weird Algorithm. I'm not only a return guest, but you guys had me on for two heavy hitters. Yeah. We, we clearly like you a lot. Yeah. This is like a lot of responsibility on your side. I got to eat cover it Eat It and, and like, a like a Surgeon. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Jeez. I can make an argument that this is his best parody. Ooh, really? Yes. I, let's mm. start there. I love that. <laughs> it's so clever. It's so great. Like the, the lyrics are perfect. The video, unreal, unbelievable, nonstop gag after gag after gag. It is, it is every three seconds there's a joke in that video. The song, I think, is so clever. Down to the final line and note of the song, I think it is. <laughs> Some of his most clever work. It isn't just about eating or food. It is about surgery and death. And, you know, it's got it's got its dark moments. It's about moments. dying. It's and about it, dying. Like, this is one of those amazing things. When I went back and listened to this for this episode, mm-hmm. you hear, I hear, you know, so many of these songs I first heard as a kid, and then you don't pay attention to certain things, but then you lock in. Like, I just never really thought about the lyrics to this song until this and I was like, oh, this song is about a, a doctor killing people. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, by his own negligence in most cases. Like, it, it is, I, I did not, I don't, I, I, it shocked me. Somehow, this song I've heard a million times, and it re shocked me to actually like pay that much attention this time around. Well, one of the things that I, I think we need to address right out the gate. So, song, first of all, it, it was a top 50 hit for Al. It peaked at 47 on the Billboard Hot 100, which. If you know enough about Al, him even getting into the top 100 on Billboard is not a guaranteed thing. Only sure, only yeah. truly the elite songs for him pull that off. The most notable thing about this song is, although Al Yankovic normally refuses to use parody ideas from other people, Madonna is partly responsible for Like a Surgeon. Madonna asked one of her friends, how long do you think it will take until Yankovic satirized Like a Virgin into Like a Surgeon? And this friend was a mutual friend of Al's manager, Jay Levy. When word got back to Yankovic, he decided it was a good enough idea and he wrote the song. This is the only known time that Yankovic has gotten a parody idea directly from the original artist. And then also a few other things to play off to to build off of that the creation of the song was then parodied on the show how i met your mother in the episode the lead character ted mosby swears that he gave weird al the idea of the song after sending him a fan letter when he was eight years old (laughs) and al makes a cameo in a flashback reading the letter and running off to record the song dear mr yankovic my name is ted mosby eight years old Eat it changed my life, blah, blah, blah. There we go. I have some ideas for new songs you could do. Why can't they just leave me alone? Wake me up before you pogo. Spend a whole afternoon on that one. Like a surgeon. I finally made it through med school. Somehow made it through. Finny, start recording! The creation of Like a Surgeon has also been referred to in the 2010 satirical Funny or Die web short Weird the Al Yankovic Story 
in which Yankovic, played by Aaron Paul, ends up in a love affair with Madonna, played by Olivia Wilde. The short now has been expanded into a feature film, which will come out in just a couple weeks by the time this episode drops, with Daniel Radcliffe and Evan Rachel Wood playing Yankovic and Madonna. So this is like the Weird Al urban legend story of all urban legend stories, the only time that the artist came up with the parody idea for their own song. That's so amazing. That's so wild. Yeah, I've been seeing that trailer. I mean, when we're recording this, the movie is not yet out. But in the trailer, that's a big part of the trailer is Madonna. And it kind of alludes to the fact that she leads him down a road of like excess. Debauchery. Yeah, Yeah, they actually throw in like, I think Madonna's a bad influence on you. Yeah. (laughs) One thing that I thought was interesting was not only was the song well received by music critics, but one critic actually said it was as good, if not better than like a virgin. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) It's certain. Yeah. I mean, it's not worse. I mean, yeah. it's I, I yeah. I think it's as good for sure, for sure. I actually really do like like a virgin. Obviously, that's a big song. That's where Madonna did her famous VMAs first appearance, yeah. rolling around on the stage. Very iconic '80s song. One of Madonna's most iconic. But once again, as I talked about with Eat It. This is the one I know all the words to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually this just hit my brain though. For a guy who did at least two Michael Jackson parodies, I'm sure Michael Jackson's song also appeared on one of his polkas. I, I can't think off the top of my head, but it had to have happened. And then as we point out that he's done pretty much four homages to R.E.M. throughout his career, be it in <laughs> polka parodies or song styles or direct parodies. Is this his only Madonna riff? He did Ray of Life in a polka. I remember that, but... He never parodied another Madonna song, right? This is this is I kind think of this is the only him. song parody he did of hers, yeah. Which is crazy given that she's one of the I think she's one of the only artists who has the distinct title of like having a hit in four different like a number one hit in four different decades. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he certainly had more opportunities with her cuz this is obviously very very early for Madonna. She had a lot of big stuff after this. I don't know. I mean, maybe the Michael Jackson thing or like him doing Michael multiple times until Michael had to stop him himself was more like, you know, because Eat It was such a huge hit. This was a hit, but not quite as much. I don't know. Maybe that pushed him further in the other direction. I don't I don't know. Or maybe the fact that this was like maybe that this was a Madonna suggestion changed it in his brain for him a little bit i i I don't yeah yeah, it's a good question i have no idea do you think it's like when you like somebody or something or you have a crush on them they like you and then you lose interest in them like i don't i don't care exactly (laughs) is it that kind of thing like she she wanted it too bad yeah she's like oh man yeah al's like i can't do all these collabs with madonna she keeps calling me all the time (laughs) like oh sorry madonna i'm busy with another parody right now The reason I bring that up is that we usually try, especially if we know that this is possibly the last time we'll be discussing the artist on the show, to to also discuss our feelings on that artist. And obviously, it could take a whole podcast just talking about Madonna's gigantic career. But are we all of some level of Madonna fan here? Yeah. I'm a mega fan of the Madonna 80s output. Mega fan. Okay. I I was just going to say, do you guys have in your life a song or like a couple songs where like you're the earliest memory you have of a favorite song, like a kid in the car with listening to the radio. Mm -hmm. Like I remember like one of the first 
songs I remember hearing and loving and being like excited in the back in the car seat when it came on was Material Girl. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, okay. Like I, th- that song has such a special place for me. Like I cannot say enough about it. Like I get chills when I hear it to this day because it is like a foundational part of who I am. So, it feels so like. mine, mine when I was three or four, maybe five at the latest, was the Whispers Rock Steady because mm. I thought that it was about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Bebop, and Rock Steady. <laughs> wow. But my parents would, anytime it would come on, I would be like, turn it up. Like it was like my song that I loved to hear. I was going to say, I have a, so again, younger, Matt and I are the younger people on this recording by just yeah. a couple of years. Wow. But like my introduction of Madonna was probably either the Dick Tracy movie from 1990 and the soundtrack that my mom used to listen to in the car because it was like kind of old jazz standards sung by Madonna, which it's a really great album. Or I remember being like nine years old (laughs) playing basketball. Like I was on like a basketball league that my parents signed me up for. And one of the kids could not stop singing the chorus to Secret by Madonna. (laughs) They're like, ooh, my baby's got a secret. (laughs) Like... (laughs) <laughs> I can tell That's you a, a vivid <laughs> a vivid Madonna memory that I have. Yeah. Like same back of the car with my parents. I had gotten the Like a Prayer cassette. Okay, and nice. Like a Prayer was the song. I mean, that's I went on a vacation to Disney when I was like 9 years old with my parents, drove there and I remember being in the car. This is around the same time as Don't Worry Be Happy was out. And also mm-hmm. around the same time that I believe that Aruba, Jamaica. Oh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Kokomo was popular. But I remember opening that tape, and I remember how it smelled. Like, there was a very distinct smell of the tape that smelled kind of good. And it also, (laughs) as a kid, I knew that there was some stuff on the inside of that tape that I didn't understand, but that was, like, a little bit risque like yeah there was like maybe a picture of like our hips or something and then there was like a message about like safe sex and like wearing condoms and stuff yeah. on the inside of it and i didn't really know what that meant but it just <laughs> the smell and like the picture and the words i was like what is this <laughs> i know you know what i uh, i was yeah. just gonna say i think that madonna especially because madonna was around for so many decades especially in the 80s and into the 90s was such a like I don't want to say she was like a sexual awakening for people for, for kids our age, but it was definitely like she made us uncomfortable in ways that I didn't know why I was feeling uncomfortable about it just yet. Because the first thing I distinctly remember being Madonna, like I was aware that she was this person in Dick Tracy and all that. I remember the first time I physically was watching a Madonna music video was for human nature off the bedtime stories album, which I love that album, but that video is an uncomfortable video. That song is yeah. so like sexy. Like it is like a weird fucked up song for like a nine year old to just stumble upon on MTV one afternoon. Oh yeah. And I think that that was the first time where I was like, what is this? Dude, what music video is it where she takes like a little boy to a peep show? <laughs> Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? I, I don't know. I, I Yeah, I'm not sure. I have to go back through Madonna's videos because I was going to say, if you want to talk about like confusing and uncomfortable, I know we haven't gotten to it yet, but I, after watching the Like a Surgeon video, I went back and watched the Like a Virgin video. I don't know if oh, either yeah. of you did that, but 
all the stuff with the lion in that video. Yeah, even well, as the an lion, ad- even as yeah. an adult man, I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> and Chris, it like, was it was open your heart open off your of heart. the True Blue album. Open your heart. <laughs> yeah, great song. Oh, she had so many great songs. She is one of those people. Yeah, who yeah. like you go back and you look at her just like discography and like read she, it, the number of amazing songs that she has put out over the years is staggering. And not even just singles. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like like she's got. There are full albums by Madonna that are like front to back. Every song is incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. I mean, after the 80s, I didn't really care. Maybe there was a 90s song or two, but but the Ray of Light record was pretty good. Ray of Light was really good. And I thought the song music was good. Not the rest of the album, but the the title track music was the last song by her that I really was like, oh, this song kind of is good. Yeah, and I have to say, I meant to give it a chance, and I didn't. I think it was the last studio record she put out I heard was really weird and like experimental electronic music, and from a few people I trust told me it was absolutely worth listening to, and now I'm actually not even sure if it was the last record or the one before that, but I should go back and, and give it another shot because it sounded it was, right up my alley. Well, she put out a lot more records than I remember after American Life. That's like the last one where I was like, all right, I'm checked out. American Life, I, I kind of checked out on that one as well, yes. <laughs> yeah, she's gotten a little weird in recent years, but she's always been a little weird, I suppose. Uh, to be honest, I, I would rather, if someone of her, like, at that level of their career, I'd rather them get weird than get, like, too milk toast and just bland. Mm-hmm. Like, if she wants to make weirdo, insane, like, electronic pop music that is for a particular, like, I, I'm I'm always in favor of being weird over being safe. Yeah, for sure. I Even if I don't like it, I meant as a person, she's gotten a little weird. In, oh yes. She, oh yeah. She 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 yeah. She had she said some questionable things in the past couple of years, like through the pandemic and stuff. But but that aside, that's right. I forgot about that. We'll forget. We'll forgive her because she's Madonna, I suppose. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books think again we got romance we got action romance we got comedy we got everything you need man come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance what part are you talking about we've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that come on down to superhero stuff you should know <laughs> all right so come on down to su- wait why did i say come on down to superhero stuff you should know 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. As far as this Weird Al, Weird Al goes, I got to tell you guys, I do really respect Al's commentary, maybe a little bit through the song, but actually in the video, 
of the medical industry. He makes some real oh like God, yes. he makes a few strong points in the music video. Uh operating on the wallet, pulling the hundred dollar bills out. Pretty uh pretty uh thought provoking stuff for a weird owl video. Yeah, he is he is firing shots at, at American healthcare yeah. in yeah. in the mid eighties. I mean this is right. really like uh I mean it, you I feel like this has become more of a conversation in recent years in the lyrics themselves. Like it's a, it's a fact I'm a quack, the disgrace of the AMA, because my patients die. Yeah, my patients die before they can pay. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. And, oh, you yeah. Know, no. Al, for having songs about food a lot of the time, keep in mind, the guy's kind of a genius. He did graduate <laughs> as valedictorian of his class. It's not like he just knows how to play the accordion and write songs about food. I'm sure he seems to have some strong opinions about things and be in the know. He well, definitely his... overall does not get enough credit for his social commentary, which does come and go throughout the years. But as we're about to start to talk about Dare to be Stupid, this album has a lot of social commentary on it right. throughout. So one of the things that I wanted to point out with this particular um, music video, and we can kind of jostle between the music video discussion and the lyrics discussion at the same time, because I feel like this is one of those videos where the lyrics hit at very specific points in the video yeah. as well. So they kind of are, are interwoven. Um, this one isn't a, you know, shot for shot recreation of a video. Like last time when we talked about eat it, where that like that compared to beat it, it's almost like you could put them on top of each other and they would sync up. Um, but he does really pull as much pieces of like a virgin into the video setting as he can. So you've got like the lion roaming around yeah. the hospital. You've got the nurse that is a spot on eighties Madonna lookalike, just like filing her nails. And then of course mm -hmm. the, the ending shot of them dancing and he's like decked out in almost a perfect Madonna outfit. <laughs> but otherwise this is a medical comedy for four <laughs> minutes. Uh, so much like from even before the song starts, with like him showing up in his his red checkered vans, and then yep. they have the the Three Stooges reference in the intercom, paging Doctor Howard, paging Doctor Fine, paging Doctor Howard, yep. and then dead corpse just laying there that he revives that starts the song. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, he just casually walks into the room with a a dead guy sitting like <laughs> yeah. no one is paying attention. It's like, oh, yeah, he's completely flatlined, and Al just smacks him in the chest until he comes back to life, <laughs> which then starts the song with the heart monitor. Oh, it's so good. Beat, uh, the beep added to the intro. Fantastic. So, so good. Yeah. This is insanely clever on so many levels. Yeah, using the heartbeat monitor as an instrument in this song Ugh. is so smart. I didn't A-B it, but does he do the song in the same key as the original? I think he does. Yeah, I think he does I think too. he does. I, I think we had said it earlier, this is something he comes back to later. Like He gets more and more strict about how he parodies the original and how he tries to match the original artist. Again, not only just the band playing the track flawlessly, but matching the cadence of the lyric and and hitting every one of those markers. He doesn't do it every time, but he really tries to like do it truly in the exact spirit of the original track. Yeah, and this was the <laughs> second song recorded for, uh, second parody recorded for this particular album. Um, they recorded knowing that this was definitely going to be the lead single, but beforehand, this shouldn't shock anybody. He recorded Yoda first, uh, uh -oh. and we'll get into Yoda later on. We're going to have to. Uh, but, but Yoda was 
one of the oldest parodies that he had laying around. It was mm. around since like 1979 or 1980 when he had originally written it. So obviously he was like, oh, this one's this one's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've been working on it for six <laughs> years. We could record that, and then they dove into like a surgeon. Dude, can we do a little bit of side by side? You brought that up. Side, I pulled him up. Madonna's lyrics and Al's lyrics. Oh, let's yeah, do it. Let's, let's get, get into it. it. Yeah. I think some of these lines. I don't want to do the whole song, but some of these lines show the genius of him as a parody artist. Like, yeah. think about coming up with this. So someone tells you, like, a, do like a surgeon. And yeah, oh, that's funny. Like a surgeon. Yeah. But then you have to come up with. So her line was, I was beat incomplete. I'd been had. I was sad and blue. But you made me feel. Yeah, you made me feel shiny and new. His was, I was last in my class, barely passed at the Institute. Now I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid. A malpractice suit, which is so good. <laughs> so good. This is the first time I ever knew what a malpractice suit was. Yeah. I was oh like eight and was like, what? Is there were so many words that did make sense to me in this song when I heard it for the first time as a child. <laughs> I yeah. love one of the one line that really sticks out to me in this. This is better give me all your guys, nurse. <laughs> but that was parody of going to give you all my love, boy. My fear is fading fast. Been saving it all for you because only love can last. And his is better give me all your gauze, nurse. This patient's fading fast. Complications have set in. Don't know how long he'll last. <laughs> so good. So, so good. So good. And this is actually reminding me when I first heard this song as a kid, talking about words you didn't know. I really, I didn't get that it was gauze. Comma, you thought it was nurse. one word also? I thought it was Gosner's. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what Gosner's are. Give me <laughs> yeah. all your Gosner's. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I think I knew. I think that I thought that was the lyric for yeah, probably just... up until about 35 <laughs> years old. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, just thought it was a medical term I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know. Al's smarter than me. I had some of that same thing you guys are talking about in the song uh, Living with a Hernia. I didn't know yeah. what some oh. of those. <laughs> A lot of medical terms in all, all the too, yeah. all the different types of hernias. I, I just yeah. We'll have you my... back for that one as well, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just be the first song on every yeah, album. You're, you're the album comes... opener guy from now on. <laughs> um, I also really love at the end when in the Madonna song she's kind of she's gotten real sexy by by the end when the when you hold me and your heart beats and you love me. Oh, what he does with scalpel and my forceps and retractors. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So well, I good. mean, when we get to the, the last line of this song is the best oh, line of the entire song. That's it. That's we what have, makes we me have think to address that, it. That's what makes me think this might be the best parody. The only thing I can think that rivals it is the I take a look at my life and re take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain, which still always <laughs> makes me laugh from Amish Paradise. But I can hear your heartbeat for the very last time. Yeah. And then the heart the monitor goes line to the, the flat line. Flat lines. <laughs> that is amazing. It's so dark and so funny. And yeah, I mean it, it's I get, we've said it before on this show a few times, like I'm consistently amazed when I go back and really take a look at just how like morbid a lot of his comedy is how dark he is mm -hmm. um, even in songs like this which on the surface feel very light and goofy and ah ha ha isn't it funny it's like a surgeon instead of like a virgin but then you really like pay attention it's like oh man he is yeah he is talking about 
not only just talking about mortality in general, but like this person kind of killing patients purely for kind of due to their own total incompetence by their own admission. Right. Yeah. So yeah. are there any gags in the music video that you feel like we need to bring up? Because I had a couple written down. One that has lived rent-free in my brain, two of them actually have lived rent-free in my brain, is the gag with the gurney being pushed where it's feet on both ends of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Which that's, that, I'm sure we would notice more and more things every time you watch the video. That yeah. one, and then for some reason... Him singing with the mask over his mouth where it's like I was sucked say. in. It's per- I don't know why that is what I think of when I think of the song Like a Surgeon, but I think talk- of him turning to the camera with that goofy. Talk about <laughs> how prescient he was in recent years, Al struggling <laughs> to sing wearing a mask. I mean, that's like we have we have now lived through that, most of us. I, I like that as well. I mean, my favorite, the moment in this video I remembered the most from when I saw it as a kid is just this shot for shot, which he did the same thing as Madonna, where when he does the big, hey, and it goes oh cuts to slow-mo. Like yeah, as yeah. he throws his hands in the air and she does the same thing in her video, like the, the switch to slow-mo as the hands go up is just so beautifully 80s music video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it is. I love it so much. And in the fact that, because I wrote that one down as another one we had yeah. to talk about because it's, he's in the middle of surgery as his hands <laughs> just like blood on the gloves yeah. come out for yeah. the hay real quick. <laughs> yeah. The, Weird Al's physicality is insane. It rivals like, Pee Wee Herman or, you know, and Steve Martin's brought up a lot with that or Chevy Chase, you know, these people that did physical comedy. He, it's funny. I was listening to an NPR podcast today about Weird Al while I was making my breakfast and the way that he's able to use his face, like he can do anything with his face. He can, any (laughs) sort of expression, he's got so much expression in his face and his body looks like it's made of like rubber bands in this mo- in this video you know oh yeah you know it's funny i was thinking when we did and it's great that we have you back chris because we did eat it and we were talking about how it, there's that whole sequence of al just doing the beat it choreography yeah. in the pool hall and we were saying like he's kind of like goofy and herky-jerky with it like it's not like it's it's way more stilted than michael's dance but in this one he is awesome yeah. His dance moves in this song are in this video Dude, are when fantastic. he's dancing on the gurney, like Ugh. it looks so good. <laughs> it's amazing, and it just made me confirm. Like, I mean, he maybe he took some lessons or whatever, but I feel like now more likely in the uh, Eat It video, he was intentionally hamming it up and looking kind of dumb on purpose. I think that it's more likely not that he was struggling to keep up with Michael, but that he was just like trying to be goofy with it. But in this one, because he's emulating Madonna, he can do it sincerely and it's still really funny. I mean, yeah, he committed but, to it. I think that's funnier to commit oh, I agree to completely. it and to try totally. to do it as well as you can. And I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, the the dance moves in this on the gurney and then even at the very end where it's just the actual routine with the other dancers. Like he is crushing. He's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh the only other thing I want to call out in this video and I want to see if Matt knows this. Let's okay. Piece this together. There is a very quick like 2 second cameo that happens in this music video that is an homage to a song on the Dare to be Stupid album. Oh, really? Yeah, it's super dumb. But I don't know what this is. When they're doing surgery, they turn on the uh, like the life support machine or whatever, and George of the Jungle is playing on the screen. 
that oh. he then parody he does the cover of a couple tracks later on the actual album. But I was That's like, funny. I did see that that was something was on the screen, but I guess I thought it was like the Flintstones or something like that. Nope, it's George of the Jungle. It's George of the Jungle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Hey, my wow. favorite one one to two second gag in this video is the goldfish swinging and swimming in the IV bag. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. It, you're right though. This is like Weird Al, especially in the '80s. His videos have a very like Zucker and Abraham's film level gag a minute. It's like watching Airplane or like the Naked Gun movies. It is just every piece of the picture is being yeah. used for some type of joke that I'm sure if you like sat there and meticulously looked at everything in that hospital, there's probably like 40 jokes hidden in every Almost shot. Certainly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah, every shot is a joke, and that's why I should have watched it multiple times to try to dig deeper into it. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. The doing surgery on the wallet once again was that <laughs> that commentary on <laughs> you know healthcare, which I thought was pretty yes. awesome. All right, well, I think we are at the point now where we can start to do our rankings here, uh, Matt. Where where do you think you're putting like a surgeon? on your list right now for those listening we both have i lost on jeopardy as our number one weird al parody of all time we do you know it's i have to say i went into this thinking that i was gonna put this at number two. Oh, but i think i might have been swayed by this conversation and i think i'm gonna put it at number one all right, so Matt is popping this because at the top I mean spot. I, I I love like I lost on Jeopardy is a real favorite of mine as well. This is no no slight to it, but this is this is really like this as as Chris said, this is so so clever and so it's smarter than I remembered it. I I didn't remember how smart the the concept of this was and the execution and everything. It's just it's great. So the conversation definitely swayed me as well a little bit. I was actually going to put it lower. I was going to put it number four underneath Eat It, Ricky, and I Lost on Jeopardy. I've bumped Ooh. it to the number two spot. I still put I Lost on Jeopardy as my number one. But That's fair. That's fair. You know, I Lost on Jeopardy is great, too. But like you guys may have discussed and like I, I thought, too, I thought... I didn't know the original until after yeah. I knew the yeah. Weird Al. So no, I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah, I just think that I Lost on Jeopardy is such a good song. Period. Whether it was a parody or an original, like even if that was a Weird Al original, it would probably be currently my number one Weird Al original as well. I just think it's a great song. But Chris, here's the thing: you get to do. We got the guest rankings. Okay. Where are you gonna place like a surgeon? The current rankings are at number five. It's still Billy Joel to me. At number four, Eat It. At number three, The King of Suede. At number two, I Lost on Jeopardy. And the number one Weird Al song, Nature Trail to Hell. I mean, this is number one. All right. (laughs) I mean, I can't believe King of Suede is above Edith. (laughs) Well, this is the interesting thing about having the guests on and ranking them because (laughs) the guests are always a little biased towards the song that they have picked. Well, Well, here's the other thing, though. You also can shift one title up somewhere. Yeah, you can move Edith. I can move eat it up to where one spot wherever Above you want. King of Suede, at least is eat it better than like a surgeon. No, I like like a surgeon better than eat it actually. Okay, but yeah, it's number two. Eat it's number two. Okay. There you go. Eat it's up to number two. Yeah, rankings I, have changed. I love the chaos of the guest ranking portion of our show because it's it's <laughs> just every person can come on and just it, it's just I I can't wait to see what that looks like when we're done. <laughs> well, right I now it's wonder a little if more we should... accurate. Uh, no, you well, definitely, uh, you definitely put it in a uh, 
now looking at this list, it makes a lot more sense to me. I do agree. King of Suede being as high as it was was pretty confusing. That that was because literally Jim was like, "Now nah, it's the number one best song." <laughs> I was ever yeah, done. yeah. Uh, Jim's I really admire Jim's passion for King of Suede. I really did. <laughs> I wouldn't have messed with King of Suede if. Well, here's how about this: if we get Jim's, if we get to play Jim's video game, then I'll. Uh, oh. Maybe we I'll are give... closer than ever before, Chris. We are actively yeah. working on it. People who are listening, we are actively working on it. Someone, Don't someone think literally, we've forgotten. someone literally just sent us a link and a very detailed message on how they think Jim might be able to buy like this twenty-five dollar adapter and get we the game off it. of it. Wow. Well, Chris, nice. before we completely wrap up, where can people go to check out all of the crazy stuff that you do? Because you're in like forty bands and host like seventy podcasts or something. Hey, like Matt. That. Matt, sorry to interrupt. Yes. We have to do music video rankings as well. Oh, my God. You are absolutely right. I'm forgetting about that key piece. Um, this might be my number one music video, actually. Yeah? yeah? Of, you think so? Yeah. Of of the ones that we've discussed, it is the most, like, I don't think it'll be up there very long, but right now it is the most insanely detailed crazy one that they've done. And that's so interesting. I'm going to we're going to we're flipping again. Now, I'm going to put this a little bit lower. I do love this video, but I am going to put it right now my number 1 video is I Lost on Jeopardy. Yep. And then number 2 is Eat It, and then number mm-hmm. 3 is Ricky, and I'm going to put this between Eat It and Ricky. All right. That's respectable. There you go. Ricky gets too much love on this show. <laughs> uh, I we're, I think it we're is. Working. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a flawless song, but oh, wow, that's okay. That's just me. Ricky uh, is still Matt's number three parody. Number three, of all time. he's a big yeah. Lucy head. I feel like we're still not even at peak Al in my in my mind. So, oh, I, I, we've got. I mean, we have so much more to do. It is hard to even imagine how much I think more Ricky, we have to cover. I, I mean, I think it's possible Ricky drops out of my top ten before this is all said and done. But it's sure. possible it might stay there. I don't know. I love that song. That's yeah. <laughs> but, I, I I feel you. Chris, yo, what have you been up to? What 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 is there that you can promote real quick before we wrap up? Um, I do a lot of things. I play in the band Punchline. We've been releasing several new songs with more on. So the way. good, Chris. So good, thanks, man. Thanks, I appreciate. So that. good, love it. Thank you. Yeah, we released three songs in the past couple months called "Find Yourself," "Can I Get a Break," and "I Don't Want to Leave Yet." Those are streaming everywhere with Punchline and Matt and I do a podcast called One Hit Thunder. And you should check that out. And I produce a podcast for Krista Makes of Less Than Jake called Krista Makes a Podcast, where we have a lot of great songwriters come on and talk about the songs that they've written. Uh, and it's pretty interesting. I also play in bands called Another Cheetah and Pack, which are also a lot of fun. Do a lot of stuff. You know, try to try to keep busy. You're a busy man. I don't know what that's like, but (laughs) Uh, we'll be back next week talking about the titular track on this. And I mean, I would say possibly the most infamous original song Weird Al has ever written. Oh, the best. Uh, So does it, does it, it yeah, probably has to be right. Yeah. So stay tuned. I mean, we're going to get into it. Let's get into (laughs) it. I mean, later we'll get into it later. (laughs) Next week, approximately. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, 
think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.